Hi, and welcome to C. Myers Live. My name is Sally Myers. I'm a principal at C. Myers Corporation. And I'm Dan Myers, a vice president with C. Myers. And today we're here to talk about how CEOs can get more time to think. That's one of the biggest requests we have from CEOs. Man, things are getting so complex. I need more time to think. And there are a lot of different paths that they can take to get more time to think. But we're going to focus on three things that can be done that will help them with this. So what's the first thing you'd like to discuss? So the, the first thing is, I think, the, the revolving door, the revolving door of a CEO where people coming in and asking permission or saying, I need a decision now, I need a decision now, I need a decision now. And I think is to slow down or even at some times lock that revolving door, but definitely slow down the revolving door. And so for us, there's three levels of decisions that CEOs should probably focus on training their folks to do. So, so three levels is decisions they're going to make, which you don't really care about. You don't need to know about. Okay. Of course, you're going to care about it, but you don't really need to know about the decisions. Those are the ones that would impact day-to-day -day operations, not really big strategic movers. The next level is the decisions that the um, direct report would make and then tell the CEO about it so the CEO has time. Uh, however, if you're the CEO, you should require them to also put down, here's the decision I made and here's why I made this decision. So you're understanding their thinking too. So part of this too, of getting the CEO more time is also developing the thinking of the people below. So the CEO has more time to think. And then there's the third decision of like, you know, our father used to say, you don't make that decision without talking to me. And he, he used very choice language sometimes when he did that. But you don't make certain decisions without asking me first. But I do want your recommendation. It's a requirement that you come with recommendation and the reasoning behind that recommendation. Yeah. The question always is, is how do I know the difference between the level one the, the stuff, the decisions I can make and, and the CEO never wants to know about it. And then jumping all the way to level three, the decisions I never, ever better make without talking to the CEO first. So how do you how do you know the difference? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like you're learning to ride a bike. Right. And mm -hmm. so as you move into this culture of decision making, people are going to mess up. And so the quick, meaningful conversations I always find are, are the best ones. Yeah, I don't need to know that you you allowed this person to take a day off. Not, I don't need to know about that. Just tell them directly. I, I don't need to know these kinds of things. People will learn. You Your direct reports are in their position because you saw something in them. And you have to allow, as a CEO, you have to allow them to make mistakes. And then you have to have some risk. You have to accept some risk that somebody's going to make a decision that they should not have. You need to call them out on it. It needs to be a learning experience for both. But your direct reports, if you made the right selection, should, that should be a one and done thing or you know, maybe two over career or something like that. But that first one, the conversation needs to be impactful enough. I like to refer to these sometimes as significant emotional events uh, for both the CEO and the direct report to where that never happens again, but it's a learning experience. So. Yeah, and I hear you. And it's a discovery process, especially yeah. on the level three types of decisions. How do you know? Well, you'll... You, if if you make a decision that the CEO wasn't comfortable with, the CEO, if they tell you, 
then you'll know going forward the types of decisions right. that the CEO wants to be involved with. And of course, over time, the types of decisions will change as that trust builds over time. So being clear, and I heard you say being clear on the different classes of decisions, yeah. also having the CEO say, or again, this can apply to um, any leadership in the organization, but immediately letting people know, no, I don't need to be involved in this decision or don't ever make that decision again, that type of decision. And it's not like you want to put them in this situation where the person feels horrible and then they're afraid. That's not the point of it. The point is to have that interaction and that immediate feedback. Yes. And, and, and learning from that, because situations change all the time, you know, and, yeah. and, it's, and especially in our industry with everything going on, you, you got to be able to move fast, but also you don't want to make that revolving door spin more with, with the decisions that just aren't needed by the CEO as well, too. Yeah. So it, it, those two pieces. Okay. And then a little bit more on the level three decisioning, what should the senior leader do when they're going in and they they know it's a level three decision. So what's an expectation that a CEO should have of that senior leader as they come in for that type of decision? So a couple of things. One is do not expect the CEO to make a decision at that time. Yeah. And plan it out. Give them time. You have to understand the CEO's as the person coming in, you have to understand the CEO's calendar and their responsibilities and everything being thrown at them. That's one. The, the bigger one, though, I think is, or I don't think I know this, is come in with recommendations, sound recommendations. This will be difficult at first because it's going to challenge the person's thinking. Here's, here's the decision we need. Here's my recommendation. Here's why. Here's why I'm recommending that. And you might even want to speak to the process you went through. So, hey, you know, and if you're the like the CLO and you're going in to get a decision from the uh, from the CEO, Hey, you know, I ran it by the CFO and the CIO too. We talked about this and we collaborated on this because it's such a big decision. And here's the recommendations that we all said, but here's the three I'm coming up with and the why behind mm -hmm. it. And you may not have three. You may only have one or two. And one of them could be to do nothing. Mm -hmm. You could say, hey, look, we, a decision could be we do nothing about this right now because we need to focus on this other thing. So you could do that as well, too. Sure. So then from the CEO outlining expectations for the member of the leadership is come with options. Tell me the options you considered, because as a CEO, that way you can they, you can help better understand how the person's thinking. And then that can help you with their professional development. And then I think it's really important what you said, too, to punctuate. Sometimes it's OK to say, yeah, we see this, but now's not the time. So the decision is to do nothing at this point in time. Yeah, yeah exactly. So let's say as an executive, you need to go to the CEO, you need to address something, but it's going to put a lot of strain on the employees who are already going mm -hmm. through a lot right now. Maybe the decision is to delay until yeah. this, this strain is reduced or, or it's over with. So that, that's all very fine. And then. But as a CEO, too, it, in order to develop their people to long term and short term, get more time to think, they're going to have to accept some risks. It's OK if somebody makes a decision that you as a CEO wouldn't make. Not all the time, probably a smaller percentage of the time. But 
in the interest of learning, if you don't, if, if you as a CEO don't know for sure if your decision is the right one, you may want to bow to the uh, to the other person, say, okay, you go ahead with this one and let it be a learning lesson if it comes up that way. And it could be learning for you as a CEO or learning for the executive bringing you the decision. Yeah, in in on that, so then as a CEO is really understanding your own appetite for risk because that's also going to help you determine what's a level one decision, level two, and level three decision. Right. And even within that, even if you've got that down, again, people are going to make different decisions also as a CEO to not um, demand perfection because that can also stifle the um, creativity. But, you know, I'm thinking here as a CEO and man, that sounds like it's going to take a lot of time. How is that really helping me have more time to think? Because it sounds like I'm spending more time with uh, the members of my leadership team. Well, um, maybe up front, you might be up mm -hmm. front. But if you have the right leaders in place and you give them these guidelines, generally speaking, they should be able to start providing you with sound recommendations. And the more you see their sound recommendations, the level two decisions, for example, could start to change where they don't need to come to you for decisions as much anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's an investment. And so think, think of it this way. You, you buy an investment to make money, right? Yeah. You buy an investment to make money. It's not always going to make money. Stocks go up and down. Different investments go up and down. We're not getting anything on certain rates right now. Well, your people are a bigger investment. Yeah. And at times they're going to lose money, which means they're going to make mistakes. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. You have to invest in them in the long run. Mm -hmm. And so if, if you can, if you have a vision of six, you know, I'm going to work with my group on this, we're going to train them on this. And in three or four months, I, I should start seeing some, some level of time where I can start thinking more and it, it's going to work, but you have to have patience and understand too part of providing the direction to the direct report, your direct reports is not every issue needs to be solved right now. Mm -hmm. Really good organizations understand there's problems and also understand even more importantly, they just don't have the time where it's not at the level it needs to be addressed right now. It's not an urgent matter. And so having coaching your people too, to be careful on, are you making decisions that are meaningful in the long run or just expedient to make a problem go away right now? Right. It, it, yeah. That's, that's a huge, it's a, it's a big learning for a lot of, a lot of folks. Yes. And so not a couple of things on that is like not mistaking motion for progress because there can be too much motion and then it overwhelms the talent in the organization and also working with the, the leadership to sort out what's truly a high impact opportunity or a high impact problem. And again, not everything like you're saying can be level 10. The shiny objects, all shiny objects can't be level 10 and all problems can't be level 10. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll get, give you an example on this that, you know, in strategic uh, from a from a uh, developing a strategy or strategic implementation. We need to replace this software because there's this issue mm. with it. Well, is the issue keeping you from generating revenue? And are you sure the issue isn't you? Mm. Okay. And if you're going to replace a software, what's the unknowns? 
mm-hmm. right? What are what are the bigger problems? Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, is it a minor issue? Is it a big issue? And does it really need to be addressed right now? Okay. Yeah. So, so ha- having those kinds of conversations, I think, is are important. Well, and even in going back to the identifying options and making recommendations. Yeah. You know, in this example on we should get new software. Well, did you look at other options of can we change our business practices? Mm-hmm. Can we change our risk tolerance and whatever we're doing from a process perspective to achieve the same result with less disruption at this point in time in the organization? So the three main things that had some tangents as we went through, but the three classes of decisions, I mean, just working to get clear on the level one, level two, level three decisions. And those are different organization to organization, but we've seen CEOs and leadership teams put this into practice and it works. It really does work. The other thing is as a CEO, uh, you gotta understand how your people are thinking and help them develop. So if remembering to not answer a direct question, what should we do? Should I do this? If a leader comes in and asks you that, then make sure you take the time. Well, what options did you consider and what's your recommendation? Senior leaders can apply this, like I said before, to their direct reports. Right. And then the other thing is, is helping them learn how to prioritize the the high impact or the highest impact opportunities and or issues because you can't take advantage of every shiny object today. Everything can't be a level 10 from a fire perspective or an issue perspective. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, focusing on those three key elements that you just mentioned, Sally, are, is going to be important. Keep, keep in mind, too, that some of the direct reports that you have as a CEO may learn this quickly. Others may need a little bit more work. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes, now, it's sometimes it's the slower learners that are the better ones mm-hmm. at it. Every CEO, I don't know of any CEO, Sally, I don't think you do either, who didn't get to where they were yeah. by being mistake-free. Yeah. Okay. That's so your true. Peop- yeah, people need to learn from mistakes. That's how we, as humans, evolve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as CEOs, we forget where where we started. I think that's an excellent point. Or as mm-hmm. senior leaders, we forget we're, we're uh, developing new, er, the, the talent. We were there. Oh, yeah. And And thankfully, we had people that were helping us along the way. Dan, thank you so much for your time today. And and the listeners, thank you for your time. Uh, Of course, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to contact us. And we look forward to the next time. Thanks, Sally. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.